Hello, guys and gals and variations thereon. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sisters podcast, where we give you our point of view. We are proud members of the Trek Geeks Network, and we are super stoked to be here with you today to talk about a super story. I am Tamia, your host, one of your hosts, and I'm joined by my sister, Sabrina Wood. Hey, hey. Yvette Blackman-Tong. Hello. And J.D. Keeling. Bon oui. <laughs> it is nighttime as we record this, and we're here to talk about uh, episode six of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, One World, One People. And as always, leading us in discussions uh, in the fabulous MCU will be Sister J.D. So Sister J.D., take it away. Folks, like Tamia said, we're finally at the end of our great adventure through the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I'm going to call you John, random person. I know who doesn't listen to it until you hear the sound of my voice. So if you haven't watched John, pause the tape, go watch it. Be good. You caught up. You feeling righteous, patriotic? Great. Let's get into it. Where we left off last week was the GRC is under attack by the Flag Smashers. Carly has decided, you know what, I'm just going to murder everybody. And, you know, it's a valid life choice. Unfortunately for her, Sam swoops in wearing a new suit that I was not a fan of. (gasps) What? I got to side with JD on this one. I'm with JD on this one. Okay, so is it the colors and the just like that part that you're not a fan of, or what? It, it's it's look in Captain America lore in the Marvel universe, there has only ever been one good Captain America suit, and that's the one from the Winter Soldier. Other than that, not a huge fan of most of the suits. Yvette, I don't like that suit at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's starting to sound like Fran. Can we just give a moment to say, Fran, we miss you. We do miss you, Fran. Shout out the Velvet Voice Fran. (laughs) Don't like that suit at all? Not at all. Okay. I I don't know. I I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. I thought it was okay. I thought it was pretty cool. Mm. Well, I liked that it was um, kind of the reverse, that it was like the white. So it was kind of like, you know, different that way. And that they kind of incorporated the Falcon look to the helmet. But I, I don't know. The goggles thing, it was just kind of like crazy. And um, I don't know. I wasn't. Mm. Although when he's in the air, it looks super bad. Yeah, I don't know. I just I like bad, that. cool or bad, 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 cool, because he okay. looked like he looked <laughs> like an Air Force wing. When he has the shield on his back and his yeah. wings are extended, oh my god, that looks so great! Yeah, but you know, when he was on the ground, I was—I don't know—I don't think I like that, the Falcon thing, and the Captain America. I don't know. It was like be one or the other. He can't be both, but I guess he's both. He's Bucky Sam. You know what? I will say in their defense, they pulled it directly from the comic books. I just wish they hadn't. That I mean, that's what I left. thought that I read. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. It is the exact comic book outfit. It's just also awful in the comic book. Right. 
<laughs> it was good. I mean, he looks, he looks facts. I, I didn't think it looked that bad, but you know, it doesn't I don't look really, bad. It doesn't I, look bad at all. I have no looks, true opinion on it. I love what it can do. Yeah. I mean, that's why I fell in love with it. I was like, Ooh, I started seeing all sorts of fun things. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. This was like a, uh, you know, this was like a big loud, here we go. Helicopters, night flying. Everybody's tumbling. I didn't quite know what was going on. Roll it back. I don't understand what happened. Episode. Right. No joke. No joke. I was like, all of a sudden, I really am at the movies and it's with all these bombastic like action scenes. And I'm like, wait, um, what? Like, who, like Michael who just hit who? Where did you go? Like, what? Wait, what? You know, um, but I have a question. When since we're in the throwdown scene and we're just going to take it as one big hole like W-H-O-L-E, hole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were good until you started spelling. <laughs> just wanted she to wanted make to sure spell Ghost Anonymous one. I just but wanted to make sure I was clear about which type <laughs> right. of hole I was talking about. <laughs> okay. So here's my question. The phone rings. It's for Bucky. Why the hell is he stopping to talk? You know, the world, everything is at stake at this moment. And this dude's like, oh, yeah, hey, Carly, what's up? All right, girl. Oh, what? Right here in my notes, too. Why is Carly calling him and why did he pick up the phone? Bucky's new. Bucky's new. He's new to all of this. Give him a moment. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. Like he, like y'all act like Bucky's like some young guy. He is not. He is over a hundred. Y'all know if you hold, you give like the phone to somebody's grandparents, they're gonna stop. But he's not new to action hero and superhero. He is new to being a hero. He's a I, new I think hero. He's not no, new see. to action, though. Like, yeah, he, he was like, under the influence. Remember, he was old under the influence when he was ring. on that other stuff. He's, he's all on his own here. He's trying to make it through. Give Bucky a little bit. Don't give him a break from your task that easily. Oh, saltine cracker. It's not even that. (laughs) Samia, you're forgetting one key thing. Bucky Barnes, as a person, he was a sniper. His whole thing was to sit there. (laughs) Very patient. Good point. That's the real Bucky Barnes right there. Right? <laughs> Did not saying. understand the phone I, call. That was like a plot hole one to me. I was like, oh, Although that's my, I'm going to I'm gonna bring this up again at the end of this episode, that phone call. Okay. Regardless of Bucky's inability to literally walk and talk, um, <laughs> we, we do have kind of a redo. Like we're starting, we're, we're ending the same way we started. Me talking about how Sam fighting Batrock is reminiscent of Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Except this time, it's another Captain America fighting Batrock. Like, it is it is very much a redo. Like, we had Falcon fighting him, but this is Captain America. He's got the red, white, and blue and the little star on his chest. I love this scene because it very much does exactly what it did in the first episode. It shows you Sam is not Steve Rogers. Right. Even right. if he is Captain America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but like the guy said, the robes don't make the muck. 
<laughs> he was so like not impressed that he was fighting him again as Captain America. I love that guy, the, the French guy. He was just like, yeah, all right. So now you're Captain America. Let's go. I'm still gonna beat you, but no, you're not. But yeah, like, I like. He could with one. He could throw it down with another. Well, and then let's see. Trying to follow my notes because honestly, guys, writing notes for an action scene that lasts about. 40 minutes, very difficult. <laughs> very difficult. Extremely <laughs> difficult. And we, we somebody have, else got punched. <laughs> yeah. Like, while, while we have Bucky not being able to do anything, seriously, we also have Sharon, who can very much do things. Sharon is a capable human being, it turns out. Yeah. And we see that. <laughs> Sharon is very capable. I liked that. And it took me watching a couple times. I was like, wait, what did she do to that guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wasn't happy with Bucky's phone call either. No, no, thank you. <laughs> Sharon is in our camp. Seriously, Bucky. You had one job. <laughs> one job, dude. You can walk and talk at the same time. I'm so sure. Now, Sharon, like that was, Sharon was very effective, you know, and I had. Mercury Vapor? Oh my God! What she did to that guy? Yeah, that was. I wish I had seen more of that special effect. His head was bubbling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool looking. Okay, so JD, can I can I give my Easter egg now? This is my Easter egg. I, Sabrina, have an Easter egg. I oh. don't believe it. Okay, I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> so that guy that had his head bubble up, Lennox, in the comic books, he is left. Wing, the one of the allies of the you know the U.S. agent. So I just want to let you know that. So there's some reason why they killed him off in this one, but he's he lives in the comics. But anyway, I just want to let you know Lennox was a person in the comics, and his name was Left Wing. But he gets his head bubbled up by Sharon with the mercury vapor, which was very huh. very cool. That's interesting. Okay, hey, just That's telling totally you, totally cool. Love that. All right, go ahead, <laughs> Okay, so more fighting, more fighting, more fighting, more fighting, more fighting. More fighting. Then, yeah. then we get to Carly and John. Can we go to that part? Yeah. Uh, let me see. Yeah, yeah. My next note was literally Carly has chosen violence. So, right. Yeah. I mean, uh, the last episode I had nothing to say about Carly. This episode I have nothing to say about Carly. I mean, I just except for the fact that. Um, her transition to full-fledged, like, typical bad guy just left me empty. You know, I mean, I don't know. It just wasn't that believable to me. It was disappointing. We talked about that earlier, that, you know, it, it just seemed like, you know, she now she's setting things on fire and she's, you know, she's pushing stuff over cliffs. And I was like, what is wrong with you, girl? I mean, it just didn't make any, I didn't get it. But, yeah. mm. just and when convenient. does she get all this fight training too? I mean, she's she's fighting like a like she's right. a CIA agent. Like just because you took a, a a serum doesn't mean you have skills. No, right. you know, but, doesn't mm, automatically wait, imbue wait. you. I, the viewer should wait. I think we should wait till the end. Yeah, no. Like, for, there's well, a reason well, Carly knows how to fight. There's a reason. Okay. But we do have Marp. We missed it to me. We, we have we have John showing up here to help save the day, and John 
does a very good job with the trolley problem. Like, if you have to kill one person or save a bunch of people from dying, you know, he made the right choice. He yes. made the right choice. Yes. He did. A little bit of a redemptive moment. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, see, John John was necessary. He was coming he, back to the edge. Did that happen right when he looked at his Medal of Honor? Was that That's what I was going to ask you about that. I was like, I didn't know what he was looking at. I, 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 yes. And I was like, was right? That is that what? That, was that yes. that scene he, he looked, looked at? Okay, so that's the middle of honor. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's what that was through. about. So he comes back from the edge. Then that leads him back. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. great. Like, I like that. For all of the awful that John is in relation to Bucky and Sam. He is still a mostly good person. Like, he wants to do the right mm-hmm. thing. Right. He's not yes. like Carly. He's right. just like, right. I'll kill them all. I don't care. Right. Yeah, Carly's around the bend. She's, she's just gone at this point. And, yeah. Hmm. And I wish I had, like, seen the same, a similar treatment of her fracturing. Like, her going, you know, as we got from John, we got a real interior view for what happened to him and Carly, it was just more like they're telling us, like, "Oh yeah, by the way, she's she's going a little bit crazier." She's but this is a Marvel more. comic, and that's what they do to the bad guys. Well, <laughs> I don't yeah. know what they do with the bad guys. That's what they do with the women. Yeah, but they get to get with the bad guys. They get to get away with that excuse if they're doing if they're treating everything else in the in the episode or series like that, but they're not. You know, they're giving a lot of depth and weight to all the other characters. And, you know, so they don't get a pass because it's inspired by a comic, because these are comic book heroes. And in a comic book, you're going to they tell a different type of story. They don't get a pass for not fleshing out that one character to me. To me, because they did it to Zemo. I'm going to explain something about Marvel Comics to you. Oh, okay. First off. As I've mentioned before, these character well, Carly's based off a character who appeared in like five issues at best. Mm -hmm. So already came in with nothing. And Marvel Marvel does not know how to write a villain. They never have. They never Mm -hmm. will. If you want good villains, go to DC Comics. They do great villains. Marvel, they will give you great heroes. So this is not a one-off thing with her. I mean, the fact of the matter, everybody else, like... Sam's sister has more weight mm. to her than Carly. Sometimes that, that's that's Marvel. That's what Marvel does. I okay. mean, that's just a Marvel thing. I mean, that's just who they are. They give you give you great stories on the people that that are good. You know, mm-hmm. bad guys are bad. Good people are good. Uh-huh. Go. Okay. That's it. <laughs> this was yeah. great that they really went into it. I mean, so they, this was they this do that was... in the comics too. Like the sister. Sarah's Sarah's in the comments. Mm-hmm. She's there. She's got lines. She's got a backstory. You know, they all do. But the bad people are not. They're bad. So I should be happy <laughs> yeah. with what they did with Carly. This is improvement, is what you guys are telling me. No, I, I don't have any. I don't. No, that, no, that's not. That's not why. Not I, what I'm saying is that's a Marvel thing where they just they don't really give you much when it comes to the bad guys. Okay, I got you. Yeah, to me, hey. what we're telling you is to lower your expectations. I got it. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to... 
those of us of a certain age will remember that from Saturday Night Live. No yeah. expectations. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so more fighting, more fighting. Now helicopters are in it. And no, 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 no. Well, no, no, no. Man, wait. Oh, wait. Yeah, we did kind of skip over the helicopter scene, which was amazing. Was. So, yeah, we'll, we'll bounce back to the helicopter scene. Guys, got it, that's going to be my favorite scene. no sense anyway, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, let's hear it for the diplomat woman there, you know, um, Alia, that's her name. And she's actually, I even researched this one because I was so, so cool that she got the phone call for everybody's phones work. They're flying in helicopters and they still pick up the signal. What? All right, whatever. He tells her, count to five and you know, jump in the seat. And so her background, she's a lieutenant colonel in the Philippine Air Force. And then she becomes a diplomat for GRC. I just love that backstory. Because <laughs> girlfriend just took the took the control and got him out of a nose plunge. I was like, oh my God, they're going into the drink. I <laughs> love that scene. She yeah. saved the day. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she really did. I would not want to crash into the Hudson, ever. She didn't do the, oh, I don't think I can. I, I feel that for any river. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know. I feel that. Hudson just feels like it'd be extra bad. You're going to come out like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. It's just no fun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love that scene. That was a good one. All right. And back to, okay, yeah, skipping forward again, because while John does attempt to save this bus, car, motor vehicle filled with people from crashing, the man who saves the day is Sam. And we have, honestly, kind of an awkward moment where you have an older black gentleman saying, there goes Black Falcon. And the guy next to him says, no, that's Captain America. And I just found that so unbelievable because I know as a black person in America, most people's grandpa is going to be calling him Black Captain America. The power is in the black part. I couldn't have said that better myself. I totally agree with that. I'm actually on that scene right now. That's Black Falcon there. Are we um are we past the power broker scene? No. Nope, not yet. I'm way ahead. Okay. I have another stupid question. Yes. So um and I, I think it's just because I was getting tired by this point that I missed this in successive rewatches. Sam's new suit that you guys hate the look of. I yes. don't hate it. Was that was that the little something from Wakanda that Bucky brought to him? In yes. Rowan? Okay. Thank you. Yes. I just needed clarification. Which I love. Uh, so had Wakanda is now wings. So Wakanda is responsible for all the technical goodness that we right. see and get to eat up in this episode. Right. That was the favor that Bucky yeah. asked for well, when he said, all of, hey. All the Marvel yeah. stuff comes with Wakanda I know. or Stark. Or Stark. Or Stark. Okay. Stark's dead now. Yeah, so it's Wakanda. Right. So it's or Wakanda. the guy in Ant-Man. That guy. He did something. Pam ain't didn't that he? great. He didn't do much. <laughs> he shrank some people. He did his own shit, but that was it. 
He's not with the sharing. All right. Thank you for the digression. I appreciate that. All right. So So now more shooting, more shooting, more trucks falling. (laughs) We have Cap Cap Bucky uh, chase the flag smashers or, yeah, the flag smashers. That's totally not what I typed. Because they're (laughs) after Carly and her crew. We get to, but you know who finds them first? Sharon. Sharon finds Carly. And we yep. get the shock of a lifetime when we figure out Sharon's the power broker. Oh, I mean, duh. Honestly, if at this point you didn't figure it out, right. maybe, right. maybe I mean, pay more attention. I was like, couldn't we have done that in, in episode five when we all, you know, like we all knew when it. When we all like, figured it out. Right. You know, and it, so it, we get here to this episode and it just was sort of like, uh, okay. She's the power broker. But here's my thing that I said when we were recording last episode, when we get to a certain point about the power broker, remind me to go back. And I wanted to go back to Val because I seriously believe that Val makes a more convincing and better power broker than Sharon. Well, the whole maybe I think it's counted Val to you. I think you need to just keep watching. Yeah, we we need to figure out out where Val is coming from. Right. Yes. Because I still don't know how their own awful. Yeah. Okay. I still don't see how Sharon got all that stuff in five years. Something somebody's helping her. Thank you. You know? And and the fact that like she doesn't really need to hide her face and her nefarious doings mm-hmm. a lot of the time. I'm like Okay. Although I did love that little uh scene where she pulled the the mask off her face when she first showed up with Bucky. Yo, yeah. Special effects. That was A awesome. Plus. Yeah, that was great. That I was, wanted I wanted that tech. That was super cool. That was super cool the way that yeah. looked. And, and another scene for special effects was when uh Sam went in the water and you could see him swimming up out of the water as the, yeah. I said, okay, they're tearing it up over here with the CG on this one. I mean, it might be just you know, explosions, explosions, trucks, trucks, okay, but <laughs> helicopters, right. helicopters. But special effects definitely did their job on this one. It looked good. Good job. Yeah. From Carly, we have Sam taking on, well, from Sharon, we have Sam taking on Carly. There's a big kind of standoff. By the way, Sharon killed my boy Batrock. Okay. That one hurt. (laughs) Yeah. Stay in focus. He needed to go. (laughs) He needed to go. We have. Sam, no, he didn't. Sam taking on Carly, and then Sharon just kind of ends the game by shooting Carly. Like I know, honestly, she had to shoot. I appreciate she had Sharon to. in the moment. She had to. She had no choice. That look, Sharon. She was going to kill Sam afterwards. She was like, "Really? I really had to. Really had to let me do that? Come on." Yeah. Well, you know, she's the power broker, so she can't leave that loose end. Right. Right, yeah. but Sam so is she being has so. To take, she has to take her out because she's playing all these different angles, and Sam can't know that she's the power broker yet. You know, so she wanted him to if, do it, do the dirty work. You know, if Carly yeah. is alive, you know, then Carly has the potential to spoil everything for her. Yeah, but yeah. the bet he already said he was going to do it. He said, "I'll tell everybody you're the power broker," and she was right. like, "Ping, Click. you're gone immediately." <laughs> yeah, and okay, you know what I do. Moment. Oh, go ahead with your Star Trek moment. I just just a flashback. I said the fight between Carly and Sam so it reminded me of the fight between Ash and Culber, where one did not want to fight the other, but the other one was just going off, you know, <laughs> just 
fighting each other. She's like, fight me, fight me. Sam is just being too stupid. I don't know why he didn't listen to Zemo. The girl was around the block. You know, just take her out. But nope, not Sam. Because he's Black Captain America. Yep. (laughs) And, like, I I do appreciate the effective way we have responsible adults on the TV show. Like, Sharon, she doesn't leave loose ends, and neither does Zemo. Which, honestly, I would support a team-up between those two, because together... They accomplished the mission. Not Sam and Bucky. Y'all be bad at your jobs. <laughs> Not even <true>. Walker. <laughs> right. <laughs> With Zemo and Zemo deserve a show. <laughs> they do. They actually do. They really do. <laughs> yeah. I love that Zemo came back for the end, you know, just in, just to, just a little bit. And then here comes Val again. I, I, okay, You're skipping so, like, so far ahead. I mean, all we're skipping is Sam oh, right. speech about being a better person. So yep. Sam gives a speech about being a better person. It's boring. But let's focus on Val, because with Val, how wait, did she wait, know wait, wait. Zima was the one to kill them? I and know. She makes that comment. <laughs> Val comes up and says, I could ice like Zemo killed him from the raft. And then she's like, mm, you know, nah, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know. Maybe I had something to do with it. It was a great scene. Oh, she said like, your friend Zemo, right? He, mm-hmm. he knew he 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 knew what to do or something. He said she said I forgot. Now. Yeah, his his, his <laughs> man, you know, his like his Batman Alfred guy takes care of it for us. <laughs> That's what I told him to do. I mean, that was my question: Is how did she know that? You know. But I really, <laughs> I really didn't want to completely skip over Sam's speech. Oh, please, oh, no. Okay. No, we have like, to go you know, back. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's kind of like, this is our job. That, that one moment, this is our job. <laughs> that was a you great know? speech. Well, I mean I, I mean, I agree with JD. I thought it was pretty boring. And I thought that it's all stuff that I've heard before. But they had to say it like Isaiah's lines and his speeches were so much more effective. Right. To me, um, this, this was filled with a lot of cliches, but then I watched it a second time and I put it all together and it, it was more impactful, you know, uh, but it was a little preachy and a little like, eh. like it wasn't you know, meant little... for us. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that was exactly what I was going to say. That was exactly what I was going to say. It wasn't yeah. meant for us. It's meant to educate a different audience. Entire the speech was, uh, it was written, uh, it was, um, Anthony Mackie had a lot to do with that speech with Malcolm Spellman. Yeah, so just so they you know. wrote that together. I mean, and, it, and it's compact, you know, it's, it's nice and compact. Each line could be unpacked and you mm-hmm. can have a really hefty conversation, you know, um, for it. But I love my favorite part of this speech well, two favorite parts of the speech. Um, okay, three. Okay, four. The labels, when he talked about it, first of going back to the labels when he used thug, as when he starts throwing out all these different labels, when they use thug, I was like, yes, thank you. That's a particularly important one because people don't understand that thug on the media means they a black and urban, black. Mm-hmm. you know, and... All uh, some, somebody's thug is another person's uh, troubled ch- troubled child or troubled youth. Yep. You know, and and so this word 
this use of the word thug is just double, double standard bullshit, you know? Um, and then I'm a black man carrying the stars and stripes. What don't I understand? Yeah. That was um, the line. That was the yeah, line. That was the line. That was the line. And they, so it came early, but that was the line. And then, but another sneaky line that I thought was equally as important um, is I'm still here. No super serum, no blonde hair, no blue eyes. Yes, sir. That's what Isaiah Bradley, that's what Isaiah heard. That's what he heard. Right. I'm a man. I'm a powerful black man and I can do that. And I think that line was for <laughs> us. Yes. Uh, I think that was for everybody. It was for everybody, but I think there's a special little meaning for us. I think that's talking to our people and our youth. We don't need superpowers to be great. Yes. Yeah. And exactly. I think it's talking to white youths and that, that blonde hair, blue eyed is not, does not equal hero. Yeah. You can have a hero that looks different. Yeah. Yeah. You can have um, an Asian woman take the, take the controls of the helicopter and save everybody. And she's the hero. I love when they said the hero is not necessarily a soldier or a warrior anymore. It's a first responder. That was definitely for today. I mean, you know, that was just so. And they showed Bucky saving everyone in that truck. So it was, it was cool. It was cool. I liked it. I like the new definition of hero. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. I like the, the, the broadening of the definition of hero. Right. Not just takes, a warrior. It, it takes a lot of pressure off of our service people, too. Hello. I hadn't thought about that. Because Give it to us a bit. Everybody's a hero. You're a hero just getting up in the morning to your children. When you go out to work, those three, four jobs you got to take over. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's a hero. That's a. <clears throat> I love that event. Thank you. Yeah, I like the. I also like the the last one. I also like this girl died trying to stop you, and no one has even asked the question why. I think that one's really relevant to. Um, our times and especially being in the country where we're all from for, uh, on this podcast, from, you know, and I think that's a question that people don't ask enough uh, in this country. Why do other people in the world have such low opinions of Americans? You know, uh, there's a, there's a propaganda tells you that America is this great place and, you know, everybody wants our, our quote unquote aid you know, and people are like, oh, God, they hear you're American. They're like, oh, no, let me go the other way. You know, <laughs> there's a reason a lot of times, you know, we don't have the greatest reputation around the world. Or even just to understand why people have taken to the streets and they're protesting. You know, why are they yelling and screaming? You don't want to know why you're not taking the time to understand what this person is going through and what they're seeing and what they're living through. You just say, you know, they're thugs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you need to stop. You need to listen, but Hey, this is a podcast and this is a TV show, but. (laughs) And then we have that last scene. I know, I know, I know JD's itching to get to that. Right. Which part? The John is U.S. agent or the fact that Bucky just made Isaiah Bradley just sit in like an hour and a half of traffic to go to a free museum for a plaque. Because I have thoughts on both. A plaque? (laughs) I love that scene in the museum. To be sitting in. (laughs) 
You you brought down the statue and all the moving pictures and Come the on. whole story, the interactive display and stuff to a plaque. Yeah, girl. Well, on that <laughs> note, <laughs> <laughs> that was powerful. That was so powerful that when he took him to say, like, here, our history, your history, is here for the world to learn from. Is your history? is being told your story is being told that was super powerful to me it was i was crying i i cried every time each time yeah i i am of a different sect of people who think really really like that it it, it, it could have been a better ending that was it it was. It happened. That's what it was. <laughs> no, I, I love the museum ending. Being a fine arts history major <laughs> and wanting to be a curator at one point, I love that ending. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I live in D.C. I've been going to these museums my whole life, and I yeah, love the value of museums, and I love to see other people coming to learn from what's in a museum, and I think they're really valuable. And, and it goes back to what we were talking about. You know, the story is now, you know, not erased. The story is now, the story is now being told. So that was key. That was key. And I love the statue. I wonder where it went. You know, I always want to, want to know where the prop goes. You know, I was like, does, does somebody <laughs> know, give it to Carl? Does Carl Lumbly have that statue? Exactly. Come on, <laughs> give it to Carl, man. Generally it Earn goes that. to auction. What'd you say, J.D.? <laughs> Oh, they go to auction. Yeah, I, I would hope so. That was a good one. That's a good prop, you know. But yeah, well, I love that. Well, I enjoyed it. I have to say, Disney Plus, Marvel Studios, Nat, Nat Moore, Malcolm Spillman did a great job with this. I enjoyed this really very much. It's a very different type of, uh, you know, going from a cinema world to the TV world. And it, it, it all felt fine. I mean, I felt like you know, after a summer of streaming that you were watching a film. It was, it was that good. And yeah. you know, there definitely there were some weaker moments, but all in all, I enjoyed it very much. I would give the Falcon and the Winter Soldier a B plus plus, A minus. That's what I would give it. I would give it three sci-fi sisters snaps in a circle mm-hmm. because Uh-oh. of, because of how they handled uh, the treatment of race and our history. Okay. Yvette, what do you say? I'll give it a... I think I'd give it an A. A? Okay. Yeah. I mean, you did a lot. I mean, I, you know, I know these characters from the comic books. I mean, they gave them real life. Okay. I think it, was, so I think it. it deserves an A. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did a great job. Okay. The writing, the acting, those people. I, I hated those some of those people. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, the acting was awesome, you know. And I, yeah. JD? Yeah, I'm giving it a B. You started strong, the middle was great, but after episode four, it, it just lost a lot of impact. Mm-hmm. Episode four ended too high for them to bounce back from. So, okay. I want to know what you guys, listeners out there, What's your grade on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? We want to hear from you. Yvette, how can they do that? 
Well, <laughs> you can find us at SciFiSisters.com. That's S-Y-F-Y-S-I-S-T-A-S.com. Join us on the mothership. That's M-U-T-H-A-S-H-I-P. And the and the sister oh, and the Sci-Fi Sisters Book Club, both on Facebook. On Instagram, sci-fi.sisters. And we're also on Twitter at sci-fi sisters. Thank you. And we want to, I want to, before we shout out our engineer, I want to say, yay, JD, thank you for doing such a good job. Taking us through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, you know, you guys, glad you enjoyed this because between the Wakanda-based Disney Plus series coming out at some point with Ryan Coogler producing and the Okoye Disney Plus show that they recently announced, we're going to be doing this again. Yay! Can't wait. And I just, before we go, I just want to say thank you to our engineer and producer, uh, music producer, Dose, the anonymous one. Uh, If you have any engineering needs or music needs, get in touch with him at dose the anonymous one at gmail.com that's d-o-s-t-h-e-a-n-o-n-y-m-o-u-s the number one at gmail.com we love you all thanks for joining us this week and we'll see you next time peace love and hair grease